Million Dollar Sundays are here to stay. Playing a $1 million tournament is now a regular thing with the Million Dollar Sundays. Coming on Sunday, August 2nd at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, we're hosting a $1 million guaranteed No Limit Texas Hold'em Tournament, where the winner walks away with $200,000. This is our third million dollar tourney with more lined up in the future. You're going to love the Million Dollar Sundays Tournament with daily free rolls to win your seat for free, tons of satellites to qualify for a fraction of the cost, and free bank wires for the top nine finishers. Don't miss your chance to win part of the $1 million guaranteed. Qualify today for the Million Dollar Sundays Poker Tournament. AmericasCardRoom.com Welcome to episode 46 of Ask Alex on the OneOuter.com podcast sponsored by AmericasCardRoom.com To get 27% rate back, simply click on one of the ads on OneOuter.com for America's Card Room. Sign up for your account and the rate back will come into your account automatically. There's no promo codes or anything like that, so it's all straightforward for you guys. Um, if you can probably sound by my voice, I'm not feeling too good. I'm full of the cold, or man flu, as you know, we call it. And um, We tried to do this podcast a few days ago, but I was literally sick a few minutes before the podcast, so Alex kindly rescheduled for today. So uh, you're with us today, Alex. I'm sounding like shit, so I'm going to let you do most of the talking as usual, and um, it's all good. I'll try and just be quiet and sit here and mute it and take some paracetamol and fill myself with fluids. Sounds good. This time I won't have to go quiet. Like, (laughs) I'm going off now. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry you're sick, man. And uh, yeah, I get, uh, hey, this is Alex. Happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, sympathy cards and uh, bottles of, you know, juice and things. Just send it all to me and I'll, I'll greatly accept it. Um, no, I should be fine. I should be fine um, soon. So, yeah, I'm going to take this one, just reading out the questions and hopefully kick back and Alex does all the work as usual. <laughs> uh, what have you been up to, Alex? Anything exciting? Any scores? Anything to talk of? Not, uh, I mean, a lot of, I guess, let's see, final tables, bulletproof coffee, and, like, getting attacked by random people online. Uh, I finally, on Tuesday, I played the bigger 160, uh, excuse me, the big 162 and the 25k euro. I final tabled one on iPoker, one on, I kind of showed up and decided I was going to play, like, my faster poker game. Sometimes, like, just like if you play chess, like, you can play speed poker in the park, or you can play, like, the very long, drawn-out games in the Soviet Union, or, excuse me, the former Soviet bloc. Uh, You can, uh, it's the same thing in poker, you know? So, like, since the buy-ins were a little smaller, I was like, I'm just gonna, like, run and gun today, and I'm gonna have fun with it. That's, that's always helped me a bit to, like, get back into it. And, yeah, it worked out well. I did more triple-barrel bluffs than I've ever done in my life, but it got me to two final tables. One of those bluffs like took me out. Uh, the other, the other final table was just like stupidity, like, uh, I, and not by the other players. They can do whatever. I mean, I'm just talking like runouts. Like, I open under the gun for the third time in a row. I announce on the stream, no chance this gets through. Nobody. I, I always make a joke like, do not fool to me because your penis will get smaller because that's how some people like play. Like, if I don't come after Alex, like this is. This is going to be horrible. And it's okay if you don't talk today, but I expect you to laugh at all my jokes. And if you hack up a lung, that's actually a bonus. So, conti- okay. okay, good, good, Barry. All right, don't, don't leave me dead. Don't leave yeah, me. but I might, 
the problem is I might just sit here and go into some like you know when you're not well you go into these like weird fever, fever like man. whatever yeah I'm just <laughs> not even that just like weird fever like staring into space and like you're saying hello and I I might even forget we're even doing this so um no but we're good I'll I'll try and get my I'll try not let the flu affect my comedic timing good, for laughs good, of your, yeah, of your yeah, jokes you're my laugh track. Or, or just nudge nudge me on Skype or something if All you right. want like just put applause yeah. like a gift or something oh, wait, okay. I had a I had a dream like we started doing this uh, we started doing this in Costa Rica live and like mm. I got the idea it was before. Uh, like you had to move to Scotland for some reason, I re- and I was waking up. I was like, "Well, I was buried in Costa Rica." I was like, "You idiot!" Like you know, that was a dream. But yeah, I mean, I guess if we ever do this live, I can just poke you with a stick when I want you to laugh or something at one of my lame jokes. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, big one, uh, the big one sixty two final table. It was like I open the third time. I have kings. I announce on the stream, somebody's gonna three bet me. Uh, you know, the Lebanese to defend the dignity of his homeland, three bets. And uh, I four bet he flats like 30, 40% of his chips with the queen five suited, which is always how I like to go about final tables. And uh, the board comes with a flush draw. We get it in. He hits the flush. I don't hit any redraw. Cool. And that was like most of my chips. And I lost, like, I had to lose like four other flips like to go out. And like when I go in with chip leads, like it's hard to take me out, but they took me out. But yeah, and then other, I've been trying this thing, Bulletproof Coffee, and it's been pretty cool. It's been, uh, uh, I used to be into like energy shots and stuff like that. And I used to drink more espressos than most humans. I still drink more coffee than most people, but I kind of like, uh, I, I kind of stopped doing any of that. And uh, my friend who's like a doctor, said, and he hates everything. Like, he's like, he, his phrase is, there's no free lunch in nature. And uh, in nature, there is no free lunch, excuse me. But he was like, you know, he was like, uh, you know, don't be doing those energy shots, man. It's going to do this to you. And it's like, be careful with those espressos, man. You're going to be hyped up on everything, you know, all the time. And then he was like, oh, I'm using this. I think it's called MCT oil. It's like, it's essentially coconut oil. It's like, it's not really anything like big, but you put it in your coffee and like they've started making a super condensed version. And all I, right. all I can figure out is like, I looked up online and they, they said, if you respond really well to coconut oil, this is going to get pretty disgusting, but it's like your body does not create enough bile. So it doesn't like flush out your body and uh, like just this MCT oil, like just synthesizes it. And uh it was like, are you sensitive to any of these foods? And it was like, beer or wine. I can't drink beer or wine now. I get sick. Dark chocolate makes me sick. Oatmeal. I hate oatmeal. I've hated it since I was a kid. And I was like, whoa, you know? And then, uh, you know, I started reading more into it, and then I got into all those gluten-free idiots, uh, you know? And they, like, it seems like the owner of Bulletproof Coffee is just absolutely out of his mind. Like, I'm not even... So what's the benefit of this coconut oil? It just, uh, it seems to make my cognitive function, like, way better. It doesn't make me feel, like, hyper or anything, but I definitely feel like everything was kind of like a pain in the ass before, and I was kind of like, I don't know, I was doing the good old, like, Protestant American thing, like, life is to be suffered, you know, <laughs> like, just get through it. But, uh, no, I don't know, I uh, it, it feels a... Uh, but that's been pretty cool, because I I felt like, I felt like I was a little sick and I didn't really realize it. Not like sick, but like just really low energy, like not like myself. 
And yeah. I, it's probably a side effect from some other one of the psychotropic, excuse me, not psychotropic. Yeah, it's psychotropic. And, uh, but anyway, that's been, that's been like really cool. It's been a uh, problem. Yeah, I, always wonder, I always wonder how much of it's placebo with stuff exactly, like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, nothing works on me. Like I, I've burnt out every receptor in my brain after my several years of experience in the drugs, uh, drug taking <laughs> department. Yeah. But like, not like people always do. Like, I'm gonna make you this tea. It's gonna make me make you mellow out. Like nothing. You know what I mean? Or yeah. like, you know, try this. Uh, try this shake, man. It'll give you like energy before the gym. And I'm like nothing. You know, like nothing. And like, uh-huh. and yeah, I don't know. This. Uh, I'm sure a lot of it's placebo. And I've get. I've like, now I'm like curious because I want to know if I should be like getting this for like players I have a financial interest in. So I'm like running tests, but it doesn't seem to have. On some people, it has a stupendous effect. On some people, it has, like, zero effect. Like, just nothing. And it's yeah. so I, I get the idea. It's one of those. The other cool thing is it's an appetite suppressant. It's, like, it, it, it's very heavy in calories, but, like, uh, I don't know. I'm just, like, I, I used to snack all day, every day, and now I'm, like, not snacking at all. It's, like, really cool. And, like, when I do snack, I feel myself, like, wanting something healthier. But, yeah, probably, you know, like, 55% placebo effect. <laughs> like, I, yeah. need, I need an excuse to do yeah. that. It, the mind is crazy when it is you, know, you start playing around with things like that. You would be surprised. Even people that get told it's placebo and stuff, they still they get They still get an effect, yeah. Placebo. Yeah, it's, it's really strange. In holistic, sorry, I was trying to sneak a, sneak a drink of my coffee. And it's, um, yeah, like, I, I mean, that explains a lot of the holistic uh, care industry. But, yeah, uh, other than that, uh, you know, I've been Twitch streaming, and that's been pretty fun. Thinking about trying to make another webinar before I go to the WSOP. I'm wondering if that's, there's that much time. I used to think I needed, like, a month to hype them up, but everybody, like, buys their tickets in the last five days anyway. So... <laughs> I don't know, I'm considering making a webinar called How to Be a Professional Poker Player, and it's just going to be about, like, making money. Like, how do you make money? What attitude do you need to make money? How do you set a schedule? How do you, like, get money back? It's, like, all the ways a guy's, like, a mediocre player such as myself has attained when I've attained. And, uh, yeah, other than that, I have people, like, uh, I had a guy yesterday on my Twitch channel. Barry always tells me, he's like, I think I'm paranoid, man, but, like, I, you know, we have the... You know, like, sorry, I'm going to put Barry on blast here a bit, but he's like, I have the I have the one outer account, and, like, that's my account on Facebook. Like, I don't really have a personal account. I'm just not on there. You know, I just don't care about it. And, like, I used to always go, oh, man, you're paranoid or whatever. And then, like, I had Gamblers Anonymous supposedly, like, attacking me on, like, Twitch. Yeah, it was pretty funny. And then we had guys, like, you know, I mean, like, I'm not even going to repeat these comments. They were so grotesque, right? But, like, going after my family and stuff like that. And, yeah. like, we had to, like, delete, like, 20 accounts or something like that or, like, block 20 accounts. And then, like, on YouTube, they're going after me. On Google, they're going after me. On Facebook and Twitter. So I was like, you know what, man? I don't think I'm going to use my personal Facebook anymore. So we're making a – I'm making a fan – it's pretty funny. I called my assistant at, like, 10 p.m. I was like, yo, I need you to – I, like, lay down. I was like, I'm going to go lay down on the couch, right? So I call him at 10 p.m. and I'm like, uh, I need you to make me a fan site. He was like, did you just wake up and decide you need a fan site? And I was like, yes, that's exactly what happened. I need you to go make me a fan site, right? So, you know, uh, he, he went and promptly put on the geekiest picture he could find. 
And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, the, the good things. But yeah, uh, I'm going to make a fan site. And that's kind of cool, though, too, because I can like pay for you guys like see the articles and like the important stuff. Whereas with Facebook, it's just kind of like pray the algorithm likes you. <laughs> and like, yeah. Uh, yeah, my wife like doesn't see my posts half the time. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure they... I don't know. There's no real way to game the system other than to pay them, which, I, you know, to be... Yeah, you got to pay to, like, bump the ads and stuff. It was always going to happen with Facebook. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like you say about, like, me not using a personal Facebook. I mean, I still do have one, but it is, like, this, the closest of closest friends on Smart. it. And, uh, and there's a couple of people on it to do with, you know, other bits and pieces and the site and business, etc., and the only reason they're on is because it is a good way to communicate rather than email. Yeah. And if you've not got their phone number, and they don't live in another, they don't live in the same country. But I took all my close friends. I mean, close friends I, you know, go out once a week, once every two weeks with for food or whatever, have a chat. I can phone them at you know whatever time of the day and speak to them and stuff. I even took them off because I said, look, you got my phone number. Yeah, call me. Uh, we, te- we text our call, so let's not, you know, and the reason I did that as well is because if you start keeping a few people, so I just went, right, family and, like, that's it, you know, and friends that aren't, you know, in, in sort of vicinity, in the same city, because people, with all this social media and stuff, it's like, they, they call it, like, Net 2.0 or whatever, or maybe it's going on to Net 2, you know, 2.3, yeah, yeah. Uh, 3.0 now, or whatever, but what people don't realize is, like, when MySpace and Bebo and stuff like that, early days, it was all funny, and it was people putting up things about music, and there was still an anonymity about the internet. Nowadays, with Facebook, every time I ever go on to, like, post in the One Outer group, like, a new podcast up and stuff, they're trying to get me to add my phone number. You know, YouTube yeah, wants yeah. to link up, this and that. And it's it's not paranoia. I mean, listen, I'm not got any state secrets. You're not going to read shit. You know, there's nothing there. And if you anybody thinks that they, like, reshare this and Facebook can't do whatever, Facebook, I guarantee you, you go through the terms and conditions, they can do what they want, when they want, with any of your photos or any of your messages or anything, uh, as soon as you agree to use their site. So I just thought, like, I, I think people don't realize that it's getting the difference between your online presence and you as an actual real life person it's becoming smaller and smaller and smaller that difference people get you know in trouble now with stuff they yeah. post online there's an argument about what context you're posting you know you could post one of these threads on one of these uh, you know fun pictures that are shared or whatever and stuff and before you know it you're getting like thought police phoning you up or the, yeah, the actual yeah, police, definitely. you know, yeah. chap your door. So I just thought, just limit it. I mean, people are getting out there. And also, it's such a time sink. I yeah, mean, yeah, it's a waste I, time. I'm hardly on it now. When I used to be on it, even though I don't give a shit, I'm, you're like, this news feed, you see it refreshing and black. That's a whole other... Uh, 15 minutes. Um, 15, 20 30. minutes on a show. Yeah, I just think people need to, like, there will be an awakening uh, in terms of, um, social media and Facebook in particularly that people go oh yeah these 685 people they're not actually friends shit I've not spoke to a real person in like a month I... but I think I'm Mr. Popular or you know their actual social life it's getting clouded so much with people it's making people more insular and yeah, you yeah. see people driving restaurants constantly on their phone 
It's not checking emails. It's not reading important articles. It's fucking checking what your friend had for dinner on Facebook or what. Like, come on. You yeah, know, yeah, just, what is it? Yeah, we're all connected. It pisses me off. It really does. And I hate being that person saying to people that are hooked in it because younger people, you know, whatever. And yeah, I, I, I see it. You know, I can imagine when I was at high school, if I had Facebook, you would have been on it all the time. And, you oh, know, yeah, 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 for sure. Looking at pictures and gossiping and whatever. But I think once you you know, without sort of like saying even a certain age, I just think there's a certain type of person that, you know, don't sit and say you're you're wanting to do better at poker or whatever, and you're spending six hours a fucking day on Facebook, <laughs> or, you know, you're just, you're just kidding yourself on. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just like, just because you follow PokerTube or some other shitty site, you know, it's like, I don't know, it's crazy. Um, speaking, I, of, I think, speaking of I think people don't sites, realize it. Sorry, you know? sorry, my bad. Speaking of crappy sites, uh, I got to... I got something to say. Uh, oh, wait, actually, no, I don't, because they changed it. Okay, never mind. Hold up. <laughs> okay, totally. <laughs> I'm off on a tangent, and I'm full of drugs as well. That's so, good, um, man. We like you like this. You, yeah. <laughs> you should get drugged up more often. <laughs> yeah, well, my dealer's coming down to 20 minutes, so I'll need to mute you anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so what, would you, what do you think? This was, like, one guy... Uh, I don't. I, yeah, I think I, most likely it's one dude. Not. I'll never understand people. I can't. I mean, this kind of goes into the same topic. It's like, you know, people are like, "Yo, man, I sent you this on Facebook." I'm like, I do not have Facebook on my work computer. Like, I I blocked it permanently. Like, because even you know, I'm not immune. I like. I I used to bring up Facebook and like look through it. Like, while I was playing and stuff like that, and, like, Twitter, you know, like, if I say anything off-color, it's like, ooh, the white guy, and, like, by the way, it's just pure racism, by the way, like, you, uh, yeah, and I'll say it, like, you, you can say anything you want to a white person, like, that, that's totally cool, anything to a Christian, by the way, you can say anything you want to me, right, and it's not, like, if I, if I come back and say something, I'm offending your beliefs, right, stuff you would never dream of saying to a Muslim or a Jew, are an atheist like people come at me you know what i mean and like you know that's fine i don't don't, it doesn't like hurt my feelings you know what i mean but like it's like you know you can just end up like sitting there like fighting with the thought police like all day (laughs) you know what i mean it's like uh in i can't say anything off color right you know which by the way is like a real like social media disadvantage because like uh you know certain other people can say whatever they want and like they're not you know, like it, it, like you can't, it, it's, it's fine. Like, it's just totally fine. And like, if I say anything, like, you know, just alluding to something like, Oh yeah, man, yeah, I was very offended by that. Well, guess what? You being offended doesn't mean anything to me. If everybody's offended by everything, it means nothing. You know, it just ends up meaning nothing. And I just don't care. And then finally I was like, one day I'm going to go batty with this stuff. So I just blocked everything on Facebook and I blocked everything on Twitter. I have the, I blocked YouTube. I have like, I have a thing called Hootsuite, which it doesn't let me look at the Facebook wall. It doesn't let me like look at Twitter. It allows me to like see some messages that come in and stuff like that. So like, I can be like, Hey, you know, I'm Twitch broadcasting and all that. And the other end of the spectrum is a guy who will sit there and go through the registration process for 10 minutes to come onto my channel and like say something about a family member of mine and get blocked in four seconds. Like I could not fathom that as a kid. Like I just, I don't, uh, Sounded like you were yawning. I'm gonna go punch you when I'm on. No, no, no. I'm just, 
I'm, I'm just breathing like Darth Vader. I know, uh, I know. I was, I, I was trying to make a joke. Like, I'm on my soapbox here. You better be enraptured <laughs> with what I'm saying. But, like, I just don't get it. I'm pretty sure it's one guy. And I, I don't know. Like, people I – make, I make fun of a lot of people. Like, there's two ways you go about this. You either do the, like, I'm never going to say anything off-color ever. I'm always going to watch what I say. I'm always going to be very careful, which, by the way, is close to impossible these days, right? And, like, uh, it, like you will always say – it does not matter what you say. You will do something offensive. Like, I sat there in PCA for six hours joking with everybody at my table, not saying one thing about any other, like, serious topic, nothing you would think of, no hot-button topic, nothing. Mm. And PokerStars decides to take a 30-second clip out – and have Joe Stapleton go on about what an awkward loser I am because you're speaking. It's gotten to the point they don't like you speaking. Like, they just don't like you, like, trying to liven it up if it's not their specific brand. If it's not a British guy talking over the stream, they just don't like it. If it's not Joe Stapleton who gets the joke in, they just don't like it because that doesn't go with how they see it. It needs to be their way. And... It's gotten to the – you have to like just you, – you have to either adhere to every one of their rules or you have to go, damn it, I'm a human being and I can say whatever I want. You know what I mean? If you want to judge me, come for it. You know what I mean? Say it to me in person. Not one of these people has ever said anything to me in person. I've gone up to them and been like, hey, oh, come on. You know, let's hear it. Let's hear it, man. And like I'm not trying to fight them. I don't want to like – I'm not going to start a fight in the Venetian you know what I mean? I need to, you know what I mean? Like, I need to go play there. You know what I mean? But, like, they never have anything to say. If these guys weren't, like, behind their screens, you know what I mean? They would just never have anything to say. And it's, you know, it's just weird. So now, like, with social media, to me, that's not a we real world. This is not a real guy. Because I guarantee you, if I went up to this guy and said, you know what, you want to fight me? 5K, we'll do it in a ring. We'll get it licensed by Nevada. Let's do this. I'm betting you're not going to want to do it because, you know, you've never been there. You don't know what it's like. I do, and I can take an ass kicking, and I don't care, okay, because I'm stupid. You have never seen anything like that. You don't know anything like that, and you're just talking, and you don't know how to do it. I'll bet any of these people will do it. So if it's never going to come to physical calamity, if it's never going to come to anything like really dangerous, if this is never going to actually directly affect my family, I just assume this is some troll feasting on his Cheetos, punching on his screen because he can't be me, and I do not care. And I will not spend another second thinking of this person that I do not need to. So it's just, it, it, I, I just don't, like, I just don't get it. It's like this guy, the world of information at your fingertips right now. Would you like to be a funnier person? You can now download books for free about improv. Would you like to have assistance talking to a girl? Because I bet you need the help. You can read a hundred books about how to do it. Would you like to become better at poker? You can watch the best players do it online for a nominal fee or now with Twitch, nothing at all. Would you like to learn a language? There's Duolingo.com, which is free, but you choose to sit reposting cat pictures and criticizing people you secretly wish you could be. That does not make sense to me. Okay, and it's... The more you think of it, the more it'll just make blood shoot out of your nose. So it's just yeah, better. You've got to just let go as well because it's like I used to think, you know, it's like me banging on about Facebook and it doesn't matter what I say. Some people, they're, they're so addicted to it. They're so into it. And some people are 
some people use it and they're in control of it and whatever. So you just got to do you and do what yeah. you like and live your life. It's like I used to try and convince people. I mean, I I got tired. I think hitting thirty, I just like yeah, last but, year. I yeah. Just, Actually, no, that's a lie. I was 31 last year. I'm already lying about my age. Yeah. <laughs> Hitting 30 uh, a year and a half ago, two years ago, it's just like, I just went, you know what? It's not my place to convince everybody. I'll do what I do. And then when people go, oh, why are you not on Facebook anymore? I'm like, no, you've got my number. You want to talk to me, phone me. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm yeah. available. You know? No, and I like, I, all, all the time, I don't have time for Facebook or like, you know, people are like, I sent you a Skype message. Why didn't you respond? Or I sent you a Facebook message. So I'm like, if I really wanted to talk to you, I would have called you. And then a lot of times I call people and they don't pick up the phone. Like nobody will pick up the phone anymore. That's really weird to me because we could solve this in 12 seconds. Like there's like, That's it. Yeah. yeah. Like we could literally, like you and I just like talk. It's like, hey, you know, I call you and I'm like 30 seconds. Hey, uh, my PayPal delayed me because I needed to verify my phone number because they tried to send a verification code and it didn't work. I'll send you that 150 IOU or whatever tomorrow. Okay, okay, cool, done, 33 seconds. This is yeah. how it is for them because they have nothing but time. Like, hey, man, didn't get that 150 pause three minutes later. All right, hold on. Let me walk through, you know, and it's like a play-by-play -play yeah. as they walk through the process, you know, of like trying to figure it out. And yeah, I'm sorry, guys, we went into one of our old man rants, but like it's a, yeah. Switch off the internet. Yeah, switch <laughs> off the internet. What is it worth? No, but I mean, uh, and I don't mean, I'm so, I, I got pretty cynical here, guys. I just, I've never like. Uh, yeah, let's keep, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, you, go ahead. Let's, let, let, let's keep the positives as well. If it wasn't for social media, internet, and stuff like that. All the good people you've met and I've met would not be possible. Me and Alex wouldn't be talking just now without the internet. Yeah, exactly. Email and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, trolls and people like that, they always do crop up, and there's nothing worse in the minute. It's frustrating. But genuinely, as you get older and stuff like that, you do eventually just let go and go, what the fuck? You know, yeah, block, yeah. delete, 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 delete. Yeah, and, it's and if someone's going to keep coming back and they have got that, sort of nothing else to do and that is all they are set on doing then you're banging your head against the brick wall trying to talk stop them anyway so just they've got problems you know and my final note this is my final note i like i used to take pictures all and like i didn't take pictures for like facebook or anything right i came on to like i came on to facebook a lot later than most people and like to this day like my facebook and twitter is like managed by like uh my manager and like uh it, it, I used to just take pictures because, like, you know, like, as a kid, like, being so broke, like, you literally, I mean, like, just broke, man. Like, and I, uh, like, you, like, you can't afford heating in the winter, and it's like you're, like, putting, like, a tarp over your window, you know what I mean? Like, to hopefully, like, insulate your room just a little more. And, you know, to go from that to, like, being able to see the whole world, I took, like, thousands of pictures, and I put it in this one hard drive, and then, like... Uh, I was like traveling and I, dro I dropped my suitcase down a flight of stairs and uh, it, it like shattered that laptop. Now, it was like the most devastating thing in the world to me because I was like, you know, there's all these pictures. I'm sure there's a ton of things I don't remember from like my travels through Asia and Europe in like literally 40 different countries. But I like even though I can't like 
there was a uh, there there was a quote I can't remember who said it a far smarter man than I said like I don't remember the books I read as much uh, just as much as I don't remember the meals I've eaten but they still have made me who I am getting out there and experiencing things and like I I, I truly think my my uh, my my experience with this world and experience with people has like really helped me become successful and happy in life. And I don't think that would have happened unless I'd like gone out there and experienced things and gone through a lot. And the reason we can have a radio show is I can actually talk about something because I have a perspective on something because I went out there and lived the way you're never going to get a perspective is not, is not the way you're not going to get a perspective is just sitting on Facebook all day, like gossiping about other people. You need to read books, get out there, see things, get on trains, uh, trains planes automobiles whatever you want like just get out there like see the world gambling games you shouldn't be in like have fun it's a life man you know what i mean and yeah get yeah the whole experience man enjoy it all right all right game over no questions today yeah. <laughs> see you later see you later uh, no they, yeah right yeah let's get into the questions um because if the trolls are that um do listen then <laughs> They're probably loving it, and then because that's what's strange. The guy that's posting this probably watches all your videos, you. listens to yeah. your podcast, and um, follows you on Facebook, and you know, yeah, um, yeah, has a has a cut out mask on you. Um, <laughs> or that's he a, sits and plays poker. Time, time to go get that nine millimeter license, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Let's get into the questions. Um, let, let's give the people what they want. Is the guy on? Running man, I think says, isn't oh, that's it? That's right. That was the running man. Yeah. Well, who was it again? Uh, it's a guy. Richard Hoffman, Steve, Stephen but, King wrote it. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah. Under his pen name, Richard Hoffman, when he was writing so much. Yeah, but the guy that goes, let's give the people what they want. It's <gasps> the guy said, uh, it's called Family Fortunes in the UK, uh, and I'm, oh, there's a Wu Tang Clan song with a guy's name in it. Fuck. What uh, was uh, <laughs> it? Something more family. Richard Dawson, is it? Or? I don't know, man. That's just, that sounds like. I kind of anyway, yeah, I think that. Wait, wait you talk. <laughs> I have no idea. Anyway, well, that was a really good podcast. Let's get into the questions. <laughs> that sounded like a remix. There. I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, let's get into the questions. Um, it's uh, first one is from Dominic McAvoy. Uh, hi there. Is there any chance you can ask Alex how to get a study group set up? I'm finding it hard to find people of a similar level. Some are just not dedicated to putting the time in and they don't show up. I would like to get a small group together. Ideally, they would have access to Cardrunners EV and Flopzilla. We can work on various topics, chip in, and maybe hire Alex for an hour or two every six to eight weeks. Oh, you'll love that. Yeah. Um, to help us with the topic. We would be studying for that month. Thanks. Uh, straight away before you answer, I'll just say if there's anybody interested in this, uh, it's Dominic McAvoy. Um, if you want to get involved, if you're looking for people to do a study group or anything, then email in the show uh, Barry at oneouter dot com, and I'll pass your details on to each other, you know, and connect, and you can set something up and get into that. But Alex, what's your take on it? How can people? What should he be thinking of for a study group and? Um, he's finding it hard to get people committed the same as him. And uh, w when you guys write emails to each other, say something relevant, like I've done this in poker, I'm experienced with this. I just, I put out a call for translators because like, 
I finally like we we have somebody who can like write transcripts and like he speaks Spanish and English so he does the Spanish subtitles which is the other big market. I put out a call. I was like, if you can translate into any language, and I thought I'd already announced we had a Spanish, uh, we had a Spanish translator. But anyway, the fact that one of my messages within 20 seconds of that was in Spanish should have been a hint. But uh, anyway, yeah, I was like, yeah, you know, if you're a translator, write us an email. We Barry, we literally got a hundred emails where people like didn't s- sign their name or yeah, like put a resume. Or something, and it was like they didn't even like tell me like why should I hire you? It was it was stuff like you don't speak this language, I'd be perfect for you. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I don't speak many Native American languages, but I don't think I'm gonna make that much money translating it into Nahuto or whatever. You know, so- my little my little brother is a manager at a company, okay, where we stay, and he put an ad out for a job. Now this is an entry, like it was cleaner. Cleaner required sort of thing. Please um, attach a CV. And, you know, in the advert, he got over a hundred and something responses, right? Which tells you how many people are, you know, looking for work just now. And um, he could not believe it. The people that would be like, um, how can I apply for this job? You know, stuff like that. <laughs> and the first thing is, like, email in with attach your CV to apply was in bold and then it's like to email you know to apply for this job please email and attach a cv and cover and the amount of people that were replying stuff like like shit like how do i apply for this job you must have got like 30 of those yeah yeah and it's like and then the other one there was like no cv attached and things like that other ones were asking things about the job that like you you're almost too picky like you're gonna you're not getting the job now you know by asking that (laughs) and he said the amount of um, people that applied uh, in Scotland, we got like a large Polish population. A lot of Polish people have, you know, came to uh, Britain with the EU, you know, freedom of movement and stuff like that. There's a lot of Polish people, and he said the best applicants were Polish. Yeah, they followed all. The, they fought, Yeah, they were on their game, you know. And uh, oh, it was absolutely crazy. I, I'll take just a quick tangent. Just, go, just, no, no, uh, man, go. Just, go. In, in, just indulge me. It was hilarious. He told me this story that one time, one of the women that got a job, she she uh, had in her CV that she used to be manager, cleaning manager, and blah, blah, blah. And she turned up for her work the first night. And I shit you not, she brought like six or seven magazines with her and like a bag of snacks, right? <laughs> this is like quite a large woman. And she, Blair, my brother, was pissing himself because he thought she's just turned up thinking she's a way to sit like in an office oh my like god telling people what to do she's brought magazines and snacks oh my god on her first night and blit like she was working hard that and she went off on the sick i think like a day later of course and then and then she never came back that was her yeah, no that's hard she work. turned up thinking she was going to be like cleaning manager but even if it was cleaning manager and that might just entail that you don't turn up on your first night with six or seven magazines in a bag. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had a... I thought it was brilliant. I thought you know? I had a security job where I probably could have read through six or seven magazines a night, but you you can bet my first day at work I didn't bring them. And, like, oh. you know, it, I used to wonder when I was a kid, how did I at 18 get a security job at a Fortune 500 company's headquarters down the street from my apartment, right? 
when there were all these kids, like it was a university town. There was no shortage of 18 to 21 year olds looking for work. And, uh, I, I realized like people just don't take the, all I did was Google, how do you write a resume? And somebody like very diligent who hopefully is very wealthy by now had made a resume creator. And I put in my information there and I put on a button up shirt. It was a very bad one. I had to go to a secondhand store and I had to wash it and probably Febreze it. And it was like $4, but like it looked decent when I showed up there. And then, yeah, I firmly, you know, it was like firm handshake, look them in the eye. And then they're like, you know, oh, yeah, when can you start? It's just like, oh, this guy at least cares enough to, like, look like he's trying to do security. You know, and yeah. that's pretty much all they're looking for. And, yeah, uh, amount, I, I guess this is why I get so angry when I hear, like, you know, like, uh, uh, like the amount of people that, like, just go, like, man, you don't know how hard it out is it is out there now and, like, how lucky you are. And it's like, well, I'm sure, like, being white with blue eyes certainly didn't hurt. But at the same time, you know, it's it's not like – most of the Polish immigrants, in my experience in uh, the United Kingdom, in Ireland, like, have the jobs, and it's not like English is their first language, you know what I mean? They had to get through a lot of hurdles to, like, get those jobs. I mean, and I mean, excuse me, like, get the jobs that are, you know, a lot of people, uh, like, a lot of people I would imagine would apply for. Like that, you know, when you're coming to a country, the kind of jobs you have to work or you're just like yeah. coming into a society and like they're, uh, you know, they get them because they're, I'm sure there's a lot of other immigrants that want it who don't speak English as their first language, but they diligently try to do it. And, you know, it works. And it's like, I know you can do this. Like, I think like, you know, a lot of people act like it's uh, compassionate to be like, oh, poor you, poor you, you can't do it. Let me give you a helping hand. And sorry, guys, there was a bit of a hiccup uh, with my Internet. So, yeah, what I was trying to say, sorry if this is repetition, was just I, I feel like a lot of times, like with my friends that are like very intelligent people, they're just being very lazy. I feel like people are treating them like special needs children, like, oh, poor you, you can't do this. And that makes me very angry because I've seen a lot of my friends get motivated and change their lives by either losing weight or like getting the job they want or like. You know, I mean, even if something as simple as like, you know, making relationships like friendships or eventually, you know, meeting a woman, if they had difficulty speaking to a woman, you know, like that, that's, I think, like a real social problem. And instead of, you know, and a lot of times people do the, oh, poor you, poor you, poor you. And it like, yeah. it's not true. It's a lot of times like you're treating people wrong. You're acting wrong. You need to go on in that. Anyways, back to the case at point, uh, building a group, I usually just the way I did it when I was a kid is like, I, first of all, you have to like be in the scene. So, I mean, that means a lot less sleep. That means a lot of hanging out at dingy card rooms and you want to find the guy uh, you want to be right. And usually you want like him to be on the opposite side of the spectrum. So like uh, if you like, you're a really good technical player, you want to like meet a really good feel player and see what he's thinking of. Like during a hand, I think this is how, you want to be challenging yourself on your different fronts uh, as much as possible. And then you need to find a way to like add value to that person's life beyond what the other person's is. And I don't mean like doing his laundry or something, but like I got a lot of tutelage from a lot of players like far beyond my pay grade because they didn't know how to operate a flopzilla or hold a manager or something like that. And they didn't know how to analyze their database. And 
eventually enough of them said, Alex analyzed my database and told me where I could improve. And then I had a nice upswing because I could focus on there with their superior talent. They could find a lot of things. Right. And, uh, you know, Alex didn't tell anybody what my weak spot was. Maybe you should go talk to him. And then eventually I just, you know, it was just a lot of stuff like that. Or like if they get a lot of like, uh, I think psycho, psycho fans, is that the word? Like, uh, Sycophants. Yeah. yeah, I love that word. It looks kind of like psycho, but it's one of those words I always like read, but I've never said. Oh, it was so nice. My mom was staying here for a couple of weeks, and she like she's the English teacher, so she corrects me on all my pronunciations, and I feel like <laughs> ten times less of a fool. Like afterward, during during the moment, I feel pretty dumb. But uh, yeah, it's uh, y- you want to just you know like a lot of times like with the big players like. If anything, I was just, like, somebody who could, like, listen and then eventually give, like, a little advice on something that they can improve. Uh, You know, it was usually nothing having to do with poker, you know what I mean? But uh, for finding, like, people, like, below – not below your pay grade, excuse me, like, in the same field as you, it's good to put out a call like you just did. It's also good to join a training website. On cardrunners.com, I've noticed there's a lot of – like, there's a lot of – it's a lot more cohesive – the community there's a lot more talking amongst the community and obviously uh like when i make it subscriber only chat on my twitch channel even though it's a nominal fee it's like five dollars like there's like no abuse towards anyone myself or others right just because once people pay to get there they're like hey i better sit in my seat and not interrupt this play you know but like uh if you just go on a typical forum like you you know expect all the lols idiot stupid standard and you're not really going to get that much help in like the days of two plus two being like a good forum for like open discussion or like long gone, like none of the like sick empty tears, like posts there anymore. And it's like all my friends, I used to like advocate, you know, like go to a forum and like post something and, you know, just see what happens. And uh, I, I'd never say that to them anymore. So I would go to a training website. Uh, you know, I'd try to put out the call. Uh, I, I would go to, you know, it's good to learn from people better than you and equal to you. And I think, uh, when they're better than you, it's kind of hard to get their attention online. Uh, usually the ones who have, I have offered free tutelage to like help me a lot with something. Cause like, it's not, I'm trying to be an ass. It's just, I don't have time to answer. Like I literally, if you go through my emails, there's hundreds, if not thousands of emails of like, please help me with poker. I have nothing to offer you. If I were to, you know, you can do the math. If I were to give 10 minutes to all those people, I don't think I'd have a job. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, it, you need to like the people I've helped are like, Hey, Alex, I'm the one who can do subtitles for your webinars or Hey, Alex, I can tell you how to upload to this one site or Hey, Alex, I can put you on Twitch or, you know, it's stuff like that. I can show you how to operate this. I can show you how to build a better HUD. This kind of stuff is like, okay, now we're helping each other. Now this is, now we're both invested and we're going to work pretty hard on it. Um, also making like typical groups. I mean, I would just go to a training website. I would get on as many training sites as I could just commit to a regimen of like, you know, a couple hours a day. It's, uh, and, you know, just post on those. There's a lot of like-minded souls. And also, if you can, like, weave in some of your questions into a video that's out there, a lot of times the, uh, I, a lot of times the presenter is expected to answer pretty much everything on the video. Uh, so you, 
if you can weave in your question to something that came up on their video, they'll usually answer with you. And it's like getting a little free coaching on top of your investment. And uh, you really, I mean, it's, it takes a lot of work. It's just like anything. It's just, uh, you know, sending a lot of private messages, like keeping up with a lot of people, a lot of Skype messages, trying to always remember like the more like value you can add to like the people you want to learn from life, the more you're going to get back from them. And a lot of times I, I, I didn't work that much with people on my level because they didn't really teach me that much. I want, I didn't, uh, I, I would like try to find guys who were better than me. And I think that's the tact you should approach this with. Yeah. And probably quality over quantity as well. Even yep. if you get a couple of guys that are going to turn up at the time that you all agree and stuff and keep each other in check, then that's better than maybe trying to get, you know, a big squad. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and he mentions himself getting you as a coach like every six to eight weeks and stuff like that. And so, um, as I say, if anybody wants to get involved, I'm sure Dominic would like to hear from you. Um, you know, and you can put these together and if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, uh, it doesn't. And there's one more thing I wanted to say. Like uh, in a recent video I, call, I called How to Study on Cardrunners.com, I described this as one of the things that was the most favorited by people on the Cardrunner site. I described most hand history reviews as masturbatory because it's just a bunch of guys getting together to talk about things they already have. And, like, it's not really helpful. What you want to do is, like, show up with a specific hand, a specific concept, specific quotes from somebody you want, specific equity readouts, and see what they think. And it's usually, this is why you usually want to aim for people better than you. There's a lot of times, like, uh, I have people who play, like, $20 and $50 MTTs come to me with, like, some play that, on paper, should be sick, right? And, like, even that's, like, a progression, because usually people just watch through their, uh, they just watch through their hand histories, and they go, I wouldn't have shoved there. He didn't either. Awesome. You both could be wrong. That doesn't mean that's a good thing. Did you check it with something? You know what I mean? Now, uh, yeah. a lot of times people come, show up to me with like a concept that like looks good on paper, and they're like, yeah, we all everybody in my group decided this was a good play. I was like, this is a horrible play. This never works in practice. Like It looks like it should work, but like go take a look at it online. Like One really basic one is like uh, setting up people for the river jam. Uh, that are like at the 20s and $50 levels. That's something that's like a high stakes play because that looks super scary to me because it looks like, oh, he set up the river jam. Uh, he obviously has a value hand. So like you get a little more value out of the guy on the turn with your bluff and then you get him to shut down and fold on the river. But in the 20s and 50s, if you filter for hands like that or, you know, filter the best you can, you're going to see a lot of guys just like, oh, doy, I call, it's the river. I want to see his hand. And if you don't have, like, a more experienced player in your myths, this is why I generally advocate in the groups. You want one guy who's, like, really good with the tech, one guy who's really good experience-wise, uh, one guy who, you know, usually it, this is not necessary, but, like, a mediator is also good, like some guy who can, like, sort out the thoughts into something cohesive. Like, the, you want to have, like, specific roles everybody, ta everybody takes. And it's not easy. The only way you do it is, like, talking to a lot of people, a lot of people, and you're going to talk to a lot of knuckleheads. You're going to talk to a lot of people that 
you know, poker is like who they are. It's not something they analyze. They have a real entity form of learning. You're either good at poker or not. You just have to find a way to politely sort through all these people. And it's not easy. It takes years. I mean, I played in games without many teachers for like three or four years. You could still learn something, but it just wasn't, you know, it just wasn't conducive to becoming like a world-class player. Anyhow, continuing, next question. Yeah, and again, without repeating myself, just to reiterate, um, do get in touch. And Dominic, if you don't want that, then email me. But I'm going to go ahead and say that, you know, you are, you, you would be interested in anyone getting in touch. So um, email barry at com, and we can get like you together. And if you want to set up like a study group or something, then, you know, you, you just can go ahead and do that. Uh, okay, the next question is from Mark Rick. A uh, friend of the show, he's sent in a few questions. I believe he helped you hook up the rap battle. And yes, stuff, he did. So. He, put it, he put me on, man. He's, uh, he's Jay-Z. I'm J. Cole. Nah, it's a joke. It's a joke. God, <laughs> please don't quote me on that. That's so horrible. I'm so bad. <laughs> anyway, now, continuing. Okay, so Mark emails in and he says, Hello, my question for the day came in a 150 by tourney at the Bike Casino in L.A. There were four starting flights with a prize pool of around 100k, playing down to 10% for each flight. Starting stacks are 20k and we are on the 100 ante and the blinds are 200-400. My stack is about 32,000 effective. Okay. I'm, I'm the big blind, under the gun plus one raises to 850. Four callers follow and I complete the extra 450 with 9-7 of diamonds. Okay. Six ways to the flop. Uh, pot about 6k. The flop comes ace, queen, five, all diamonds. So I flop the flush. I check. The pre-flop razor bets 1800. Folds to the button who jams for 11.5k. Action to me. What do you do here, Alex? My action to follow. Run it. Like, just... I, online, you can actually... Uh, I, I really like that you took your time here, Mark. Because online, this is not a snap call. I think most of the time you end up having to call anyway online, but online, I attack this board way more. If you guys watch me on my Twitch channel, I check raise quite a bit on this board because a lot of people now will only raise this board with like a small flush or a set. And they won't like get it in here now with like the ace king with the king of diamonds or something like that. But these days, but uh, excuse me, not these days, uh, in Los Angeles uh, tournaments, where there's a lot of people who have some money in Los Angeles, and God bless them, they love to play poker. And they're kind of there for some fun. And uh, he said this was a multi-day entry, correct? He said, yeah, there was four okay. starting flights. Okay, and I, I, I think it's multi-entry. Uh, that's my I guess. Th- I, think, I think that's why I read from that. So that's, what I, that's what I get. Any, anyway, people get way more desperate with 30 big blinds. It alive than they should uh, just because like online you have so much experience with 30x you know it's not really something to fret over uh, however uh, you'll see a lot of guys just drop kick punt it here with like ace jack with the jack of diamonds uh, I would not like if I were your like personal coach and I saw you fold here I'd be like annoyed with you I wouldn't be furious though I think you'd be on the right track. I think it's good you approached this jam on this board with caution because the number of players, uh, like the number of players that are like more experienced who like raise on this board with like slightly lesser combinations, uh, I think has uh, diminished. 
So I think, though, especially he's probably – he could be jamming a set of fives here. He could be, he could be jamming ace-queen. It was ace-queen five, correct? Uh, ace-queen five, yeah, yeah. He could be jamming ace-queen. Uh, I, and I mean, like, I see way more goofy things live, like, per number of hands than I do online. Uh, especially, like, once you get to the higher six tournaments, a lot of people have been playing for a long time. So uh, I like you getting it in here. Uh, it, it, you know, if, uh, if somebody wakes up, they wake up. I, I, don't, I don't see how you're going to fold this hand. Okay, so he's got, I just called the 11.5K. My thinking was I would see a safe turn without a diamond, then jam. So I call when the preflop Razor thinks for about 40 seconds and jams all in. For about 30k, meaning it's 90 more to call here, all in. Call. Uh, what, what do you do here? So you call. 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 Uh, I, I, have I was just. I was just. Behind. I was just going to say put it in. I was just going to say put it in. Yeah. Put it sorry, in. sorry, sorry. When the guy jams you, I meant for you to re-jam over because I don't know why people like call off way better than they do like re-raise again. Uh, I yeah. mean, excuse me, way better, way worse, like with way worse combinations, like. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, like live players love this. Oh my God, this would be such a sick call if I could make it. Whereas if like, you know, they have to raise all in and they're wrong. They look like really dumb. And uh, I, I, I prefer putting it in. Uh, I, the second best option is call then call. What did he do? Uh, he's got, um, where are 19K we? to win eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So part's my 50K. Cost me 19K to win like 70K plus part. Call yep. or fold. Results below, so you obviously call. Uh, I tanked for two minutes and called, so he did what you said. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, yeah. he played all right. Wait, wait, wait on the bloggers coming around and stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah. people uh, it's a rebuy, and if I win the pot, I'm chip leader. There of course, go. she turns over. Call. She turns over ten high flush. We both flop flushes. How would you have played this different? Right. Thanks, guys. I'll honestly, when you said it was a woman. I, oh, I, <laughs> I don't think you I, – I, I got way more worried just because I, – I, no, I mean to uh, – if here's the politically correct answer. The corpus callosum is, very, is much bigger in women's minds, which connects their right and left brains more. So they're a little better about putting all the information together, and they're probably going to ascertain that ace-queen is not the best hand here. But the truth is I, I find women to be a little more cautious than men. Uh, who sometimes just like flowing with testosterone do those really like what I was discussing. Oh, this would be such a sick call if I could make it like women don't have that really dumb impulse in my experience. They kind of uh, I'm always like surprised there's not more like really sick poker players uh, who are women because I, I notice a lot of them when it comes to like when it comes to poker, like kind of see things the way they are, but then there's other things in everybody's game that confuse me. And I'm still my out of like a thousand, like it's literally like a thousand hundred and eleven students. I think I've had like three women, so I don't think I can. I'm really the best person to comment on this. But like, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I was like, oh crap, you're not gonna get the freak out call out as much as much here. But I, I still think you played it fine, Mark. Uh, it's that I mean in a rebuy, I'm like, I'm like fist pumping, I'm like high fiving yeah. the dealer, I'm like drop kicking the drink girls like Trey, <laughs> like I'm having a good time right there. 
Yeah, I don't think you can do anything. You flop the flush and a rebuy it. <laughs> no, don't break it down that simple. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. It's, definitely, <laughs> it's definitely like we can't think about that. It's like you flop the flush. It's a rebuy. In rebuys, like I think you got to take the shot a little bit more, especially if you have the money to spend. If you don't have the money to spend, you probably shouldn't be in a rebuy. So it's uh, well, I, I don't know about that. Like if it's really soft, you can play it. But I, I would prefer you you have the money for a rebuy. Now, anyhow, all right. Yeah. Um, okay, so next question is from Stuart Real, uh, Real with an E. Um, can Alex discuss optimal strategy in satellites and the best way to improve your game in them? Videos, blogs, etc. Um, also, does he think that there is much value in them, especially the 3x ones on stars that allow loads of rebuys but are kind of crapshooty? Yeah, I don't. I'm not really a big fan of the 3x unless you're like. I think they're very crapshoot. Yeah, unless you have like, <laughs> unless you have like a huge bankroll and you can like withstand it, I I don't really enjoy them. Um, I I wrote an article called uh, it's called advice from Alex Assassinato Fitzgerald, Volume Four: How to Play Multi-Table Satellites on PokerNews.com. You can look it up. There's a very funny picture of me playing poker with the guy who was uh, banging Paris Hilton in her sex tape. And uh, that's not a joke. That's true. Uh, I played poker with him. He was a pretty normal guy. Anyhow. Uh, Rick, Rick Solomon. Yeah, that, yeah, I played poker with him. He, uh, huh. he, him and I got busted on the same hand. It really sucked. Did you make, it, did you make a video out of it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you, oh, my God. That could be taken so many ways. I just, it was one of those things. That no, I, that's why I heard. That's why I heard you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was horrible. Okay, now, anyway. I uh, had you like that. <laughs> no, like, enough, enough. We're trying to make this cleaner. We're trying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, bad, bad, bad Scotsman. Anyway, now, understand what size stack you're aiming for. So a lot of times uh, people, like, are just playing, and I notice they don't really in the multi-table satellites. Uh, they don't really realize, like, what stack is, like, going to give them the win. Uh, typically, I, like... I like do I, I take all the chips in the field and I divide it by the number of winners of seats and then that gives you the average chip stack at the time of winning and I try to aim for about eighty percent of that. Once you're beyond that, it t you want to make sure you're like jamming on people, or like raising very small versus people and not really risking anything because a lot of times like if you piss away like two big blinds, your chances of winning a seat go from like ninety nine percent to like 97%. But like if you get like all in and you're, ch you're like risking, okay, I'm going from like 97% or let's say something more realistic. Like I'm going to win a seed here 92% of the time. If I win this uh, pot, it's like 98% of the time. But if I lose, I go from like 92% to like 22% of the time. So you're risking seven, 70 versus 6%. Now, so you don't want to be calling off. You want to be making other people make that decision. And it's very, you need to make sure you know who knows that stuff. There are some really good players who don't understand that. And there's some like players you probably never heard of who are satellite grinders who do know that stuff. So get your shark scope ready and see how these people are making their money. Uh, uh, figure out who has already won a seat and is still playing is the other thing that's really helpful. Uh, if you see a guy's like min raising, he's pretty much already won a seat. 
a lot of times I'll just three bet that guy because like he's gonna four bet like queens, kings, and aces, but like he might even be folding like ace king suited if he thinks like if you 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 need to make this a very serious three bet. Like the guy opens for like two x and you make it like six x, right? Uh, you don't want to like just make it four point five and allow him to call, and then you both like get all the money in and just like hand money to the crowd through ICM disaster. But uh, figure out who is one in a seat and is still playing, and be sure to attack them. Sometimes you can just even like jam like twenty seven x, and like there's literally like if you put it into an ICM calculator, like the guy can't call with kings, and if you know that guy understands that, that's the guy you need to be picking on. Uh, you don't want to be re-raise calling. A lot of times you just want to be putting it in. So, like, if you have ace-queen and a guy, like, opens for 2x, uh, the aforementioned uh, 27x stack, which would typically be a 3-bet calling stack, uh, you want to make sure you, like, just jam it. Because, like, when he 3-bets and you're, like, again, given the probabilities of winning a seat, if you're, like, very close to it, like, he's jamming and you cannot call. With, he could jam, like, any two cards and you can't call with ace-queen. And there's a lot of guys who understand that, so you just have to, like, put it back on them and put 27x, risk your seat, and pretty much gain nothing. And uh, figure out who has made it a dream to win the event. You're going to see a lot of guys that have used Sharkscope. Their average buy-in is, like, $7. Now they're in, like, $100 buy-in, $200 buy-in, $500 buy-in. You, you re-pop that guy everybody, every time he comes in. You, uh, I'm sorry, you ruin his dream. That's uh, If he wants to play in the big leagues, he's going to have to get through you. Uh, and... Figure out who thinks they're all, they've already won a seat and isn't playing. There's some guys who will literally, like, go take a shower, like, after they feel like they've uh, raised enough, uh, they've raised enough chips. Uh, go ahead and, like, you know, obviously a lot of people just aren't going to play a hand and they're going to act like they are. Make sure you just, you know, look at the session statistics and go after them. And uh, play more satellites. I love – that's really the biggest thing you need to know about satellites is, like, satellites are some of my favorite games to play especially around PCA time, it's like $500 buy-ins with winner-take-alls with tons of, like, really bad, like, people who satellite it in. And it's, like, some of my most favorite games. You see, I, 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 I'm really kind of, like, a, okay, I'm a narcissist. This is true. But I'm also a hipster in that I think a lot of people who are doing well in today's poker scene would have died when I came into poker because poker stars just, like, it's really good for the volume players it's like everybody gets their buy-in back and a slap on the ass and like talent isn't rewarded as well because like that first place isn't really uh doesn't really mean that much it's all about who shows up at the computer to get raked by poker stars every day that's the guy who's going to get rewarded because he's just consistently getting his 2.6 percent min cash uh and when he wins first place it doesn't mean anything because it's 11 percent of the prize pool satellites you watch these guys choke like it is fun to watch them and i mean like lose their crap just stop playing a hand like mommy i don't want to be a poker player anymore if you get good at this if you understand your icm and you got a stomach for it satellites are the place to be yeah and also live satellites as well some of that's crazy there yeah oh yeah especially like vegas world series time if you're in that vicinity or any big tournaments or ve uh, festivals, these live satellites, some of the stuff you see is like free money. Like like Alex says, if you've got ICM live, you know, down or as close down as you can, then 
you're so ahead of like a lot of the players that are jumping in these satellites. Uh, it's crazy. And yeah, I mean, um, you, by the way, you don't need to know a ton about ICM. I would never call myself like an ICM expert, but I, what I just described to you, like, and you can read my article on this, that is beyond 99.9% of players' satellite uh, understanding. And you just need to, if you understand that, you'll be ahead of most people. And yeah, I mean, I, I think there's never been a better time to, like, be a professional poker player. To, now, not as far as, like, money, but, like, if you want to, like, travel the world and, like, play live tournaments, when I started playing, like, APPT, APPT sats, like, you had to wake up at, like, three in the morning to play like a $500 satellite. Now you guys can play like $1 to the $10 to the $100. And if you just sit there and like grind it out, you know what I mean? There's some real money to be made here. And, you know, you can save like, you know, like four tickets to every, in the fifth one you always play. It's a good time. I'd, I'd recommend it. I kind of wish I had more time to do it, but you know, it's a assassin. Oh, coach and be popping. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Nice. Um, the the last question we've got for today, it's kind of um, well, I don't know. We can we can try and turn it. It's from Marcus, and it's got. Can you talk about setting goals? I never hear of anyone grinding these now. Is it worth playing them? Are they solved or close to solved? Everyone seems to be an MTT player these days. Thanks. So we just spoke about, you know, satellites and stuff like that. There's obviously a lot of similarities with sitting goes and stuff, but maybe maybe take it towards like the standard, I don't know, uh standard one you know, the the sitting goal and the six max sitting goals and stuff yeah. in terms of you know, prize money, like those. No, what, what do you think about them? There's definitely like uh there's definitely still money to be made in sit and goes, but it's a lot less than they're used to. Like the kids are way more educated. I remember when I started, like, I feel kind of bad for you guys because I remember I like, uh, I watched like a guy like just shoving. Like I, I remember watching like sheets shoving like a $500 sit and go. Right. And, uh, this was in like 2006. I was like, dude, nobody ever calls him. Right. Like nobody ever wants to call a show. So, I had a, like, I played $16 sit and goes that day, and I was like, my only rule is when I'm 12x or less, and we're like four or five handed, any position I shove close to any two cards, right? And I mean, dude, like, people were filing complaints against me on Poker Stars. <laughs> Poker Stars was like every 45 minutes checking I was a bot, because like, they couldn't believe anybody was that stupid. People were like, I, you know, they were like, this was the last time somebody threatened my family or to, like, kill me or, you know, or something like that. Americans, by the way, are some of the sorest losers online. You guys are so ridiculous. Like, because it was mostly Americans back then. It was like, okay, bro, you do something different than me. You must be stupid. And uh, I was just cleaning up, dude. I mean, I was just cleaning up. And I remember vividly, like, shoving, like, 10-7 suited with 11x and a sit and go expert like expert quote unquote writing me on aim he was like you know and this guy was like cleaning up he was like you can never shove more than 10x blind versus blind i want you to think of that okay he was like you can never shove more than 10x now everybody shoves like 22x with a queen and a three and they're like unexploitable even though it's not but like uh no and like i would uh i remember at, I remember talking to the number one player on Pocket Fives, 2007 in Ireland, and I said, 
there was a guy who was like, oh, man, I raised called with eights and on the button. And uh, he I was like, well, you could just shove there and be profitable. And so if you raise call and allow twos through sevens to jam into you, it's probably better. Cause, and also let ace two, ace three, ace four, ace five, ace six, ace seven, ace eight jam into you. So it must be better. And the number one player looked at me and said, you can never shove more than 10x. This is what they believed back then. This is why most of us came up in sit and goes, if you just had the, you know, the gall to listen to a German who could actually do math and uh, former chess masters that came into the game and rewrote the script. Now it's, I don't want to say solved, but like the edges are super small. There's still like, my wife plays a lot of sit and goes. My sister played a lot of sit and goes just for like for fun. And, like, I still, like, watch them and go, like, these people are horrible. <laughs> like, there's a lot of people, like, even up – I think you got to pay – most of the grinders want to play turbos just because they can get real volume in. I think you can still make money as long as you go to small websites. Like, when I was making money, like, the, cho- the tools haven't changed. Uh, I, when I was making money, I would play, like, on any small site that had Sid and Ghost. And, like, yeah, you know, like, two booted up an hour, but two times six different sites. Hey, you got 12. And, I mean, there's so many with Stack and Tile and Sit and Go Wizard. A lot of these sites will, like, put everything together for you. I would say focus on the reg speeds because it's going to prepare you more for the MTT world and also for cash games if you ever wish to transition into that. And uh, the the push-fold is not, like, the hardest thing in the world. I believe ICMizer, and by the way, guys, I'll always tell you if I have uh, financial interest in any of the companies, ICMizer does not pay me anything. But I believe they have like a testing system set up now. So you can just go into a flight simulator and like play Syngos and get better at ICM spots and reach, reach purposeful practice, reach for something just beyond your level as opposed to just repeating the same uh, mistakes ad nauseum. And, uh, and then uh, there's just a lot of uh, – uh, you can also go on uh, Hold'em Resources and uh, I, I think that's a wonderful resource. Cardrunner's EV is a bit more long form, but it can give you a lot of the jams like Chip EV and uh, the stuff like that. There's so many more tools that like we used to have to go through, use like broken tools to like figure out if something was right. And also there's way more literature now about like flatting from the big blind. Ape Styles has like done a lot of analysis on that. And you can learn more about that with why Ape Styles is right. You can also read my free article, Flatting Out of Position, on PokerHeadRush.com if uh, you can't afford. Oh, by the way, uh, just a bit of an announcement. We're about to drop the price on that webinar from uh, 200 to 120 and Spanish subtitles are going to be offered on it. Actually, they're pretty much done. If you just want to, if you want the Spanish subtitles or you want the, uh, if you want the, sorry, my dogs are barking because it's almost at the end. But <laughs> like, uh, if you guys want uh, why Ape Styles is right, and I mean, like, Ape Styles, like, if you wanted, like, four hours of coaching between me and Ape Styles, it would cost 1500 to $2,000. So, like, 120 is really a steal. And, like, yeah, he's done a lot of analysis about, like, flatting from the big blind. And, uh, yeah, the ICM considerations are pretty severe uh, with a lot of uh, Syngos. It's much more about caching than it is about, like, winning first, because obviously there's far less buy-ins in first when there's nine players as opposed to 9,709 or what have you. But uh, you can learn the ICM dynamics pretty quickly now. So I still think there's money in it. I just think the amount of time that goes into it and the amount of money that comes out in is not uh, really that tempting to a lot of people. But, like, if I was just getting into poker today, I would – 
you know, I try to get a rake back. The old America's card room has like a lot of Simgos running. And, uh, you know, they're, they tend to be like smaller stakes, but like you can get 27% rake back through our link. And like, just look for that, like 27% rake back, 30% rake back, 33% rake back. And like, you know, hike it up or like, look for like points, uh, reward systems on different websites that give you in effect some kind of rake back and learn how to mass table and like put your hours in the flight simulator. And I still think you can make money at sit and goes. It's just, uh, and I still think that's like the best way, like you should learn, like you should make the stack size as larger as you go. So you should start with 10 to 15 X stacks, sit and goes, then you should move up to like 20 to 40 X stacks. That's like low stakes MTTs. Uh, then you should go up to like 50 X plus, that's like mid stakes and high stakes MTTs. Then you should go to like 100 big blind uh, cash games and like 200 big blind cash games. And like the more players, the better while you're starting. So like nine players, uh, reg speed even better. Then move up like the blind levels, then move up the time, then lessen the number of players. Then, yeah, then you, you know, like heads up is like so good because, you know, like you just see like a thousand rivers a day, whereas like MTT or see like eight, you know, and then, uh, yeah, and uh, don't play heads up sit and goes without the new tools that might be kicked off of Poker Stars. And we should like end on that note. I need to say something about that. Uh, and also rake back for our America's card room would make a big difference. Yeah, I said but, I said that already, but hey, good good job, man, flu. But now yeah, but I'm I'm zoning out. You could have said I was, you could have been calling me all the names under the sun for the last ten minutes. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> But, uh, no, no, uh, uh, it, yeah, like 20, I, I play like sit and goes on ACR and yeah, with the 27% rake bag, it's pretty nice. And, uh, yeah, but, uh, something I was going to say, I mean, this really needs to be said. I read about like poker stars, uh, poker stars is going to the third part. They're really trying to limiting a lot of third party software, and uh, I'm going to speak a little slower because I have to pick my words wisely when dealing with the dark empire, uh, just so no petulant, petulant retribution comes back at me. But, like, uh, my understanding is they want to severely limit, like, what tools you can use while you're playing. And uh, I think it's fine for them to, like, not allow Flopzilla to be open while you play because I, you know, it I... I've like thumbed through some like Flopzilla analyses like while I played, but never like really liked it during the hand. I think that's an unfair advantage. I think it's uh, if it's just like a chart or something, I think it's kind of lame to like not have a program that could show it to you because like you could open a book and look at the charts anyway. And I mean, all you're doing is just making it slightly harder. Uh, that doesn't really mean much, but I understand that they don't want like, the funny thing to me is they, they were like, we don't want Cardrunners EV to be open. Like while you play, anybody who's ever used Cardrunners EV is like probably laughing because like there's no way you can do anything on Cardrunners EV without less than 10 minutes. So like the idea you're going to set up, an, <laughs> you're going to set up an equity model for a ri river jam is yeah. pretty, pretty hilarious. But like uh, they want to make some adjustments to no caddy and they want to make some adjustments to like uh it which is what the assassin on hud runs off of and i really think like poker stars is acting like this is good for the players but when i was like starting it's good for me it's not good for you guys it's good for me because i know most of this stuff off of the top of my head 
And, like, I can estimate a lot of ranges, but for beginning players who want to become, like, great players and, like, support their families, uh, not allowing us to use, like, the full note caddy is, like, I, I mean, to me, it's just, like, we want you all to be grinding forever. We don't want any of you to become that successful because if you take $100,000 off and buy your parents a house, that's not good for our economy. We, the more money in the poker stars economy, the longer we can rake, the longer we can do this. So we're just trying to find out how we can make everybody a mediocre blob that just sits in there and twists around like a rotisserie chicken constantly uh, raking <laughs> itself to death. Like this is like in every one of you guys who is cheering, like everybody who's cheering for this is a crappy player who like just – I want you to know who's cheering for this. Crappy players who will never have the work ethic to use this stuff and blame all of their losses on this as opposed to uh, not – you know, them not studying. And excellent players such as uh, myself, I was about to say, because – but like guys who've been doing this for like 10 years, this is like fine because we can estimate the ranges and we'll still do fine. But like – what it does to like the beginning grinded out like Eastern European Eastern European player who's been in the game for two and a half years who just doesn't have the millions of hands that me and my friends have. It's like it. This is so bad because all this is is like rough estimations. All of these statistics are rough estimations, and like you need a little of that when you're like developing, but a lot of times I override this. So I don't know how big of an advantage it can be to like, you know, I don't see the point of it being like this killing the game thing. I don't believe in that. But like, if you're like trying to grind it down in $20 and $50 MTTs, like we built, and by the way, it really touches my heart because like, I make money off the Assassin on HUD, but it's not like, it's not, I'm not going to retire off of it. But like, it is really cool to have my students go like, dude, you made the HUD that's like getting me like over the, you know, it's like getting me over the hump. You know what I mean? Like I am doing really well now. Right. And they're, yeah. you know, they want to, uh, and it's really, it's kind of like, it's not fair to like a guy like me who doesn't have like terrific recall who I, my, I am very human when it comes to like uh, when it comes to poker. So like I just can't remember the timing of when a guy did something. I can't remember what he did on a river two years ago. So them stripping away the statistic tracking software is awesome for Phil Ivy, but it kills the rest of us. You know what I mean? So like I would like to click on my note caddy and just see the last hand we played on the river, and I think that's fair. This software is available to everyone. You can still have a number that represents what we do with it. Just the fact that somebody has gone ahead and through competition has decided I will be the market leader with no caddy and make something that is beautiful to look at for that to be punished because it's too good for the aspiring player. I, th I think that's a joke. Like, that's just, I, I'm really sick of this. I'm sick of, like... Poker stars are changing a lot. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. You know, I still get emails constantly, and some of them are, it's pushing the sports bet, and it's pushing yeah. the table games, and 
Yeah, it's definitely changed as a company. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, they're not dumb. They're, like, they're very bright people. They're just... If you guys think they're doing anything looking out for you, quit kidding yourself. And, like, you know, like, they don't want you to do well. They want you to just sit in there forever getting raked to death. That's the, They're a casino. You know, yeah, it's, it's a casino. Like it's a when, casino. When a casino offers you a room for the night or food, I mean, everybody's seen casino. It's like they're outside taking the petrol out your jet so you can't fly home. You know, that's what Yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, they're, they're not out for you. You know what I mean? There's people yeah. who can, like, in gaming, who can do it in a less than nefarious way. Like, I mean, I, I kind of have a soft spot in my heart for, like, uh, Benny Binion. You know what I mean? It's like, you come in here, I got a good stake for you, and you can gamble for any amount you want. And people would take millions off of him, and he would just wave, like, you know, good luck to you, man. That was nice, right? Like, you know, well well done, right? It, it, of course, that guy wasn't a perfect guy, but, like, it, it, the guy, you know what I mean? Like, that was kind of, you know, if we're... There's, g- been, a ma- there's been a massive change. Uh, sorry, Alex. Yeah, 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 no, go ahead, go ahead. There, right. There's been a massive change in the gaming industry, and it's all because of these statistical models and computers involved now. Yep. Like what you speak about, guys like Benny Binion, in, in Britain, at the race course, yeah, with the horses, you know, horse betting, there used to be these fearless bookmakers that would take big bets for, like, the big meetings, like Ascot, the Grand National, and, you know... Uh, the Derby, things like this. It would be crazy. You would have huge punters from Ireland and stuff. A famous one, J.P. McManus. He would go up and put on a, like, a quarter of a million pounds bet, you know, on a nice. horse to win. And bookmakers would you'd get a few like old school bookmakers that would take the action on. You know, they'd go head to head and stuff and take them on. Now, like, I'm not being funny and I'm not going to say what the bet was, but I tried to get a couple of bets on recently, um, transfer bets for which club uh, player, two players were going to next, and the maximum I could get on on a big site was twenty pounds at twenty, <laughs> right? At, at twenty to one, it yeah. was a twenty to one shot, and the maximum I could get was twenty pounds. One other one, uh, I walked into the shop and asked for fifty pounds on it. And they phoned head office and said, we could, we could give you 8 to 1. Now, another company was 20 to 1. We can give you 8 to 1, and the max bet we'll take is 30. And I just was like, like you're either bookmakers yeah, in the exactly, business exactly. or you're not. And what it is now is in Britain, there's Corporate, a huge yeah. problem with these fixed odds betting terminals. So there are these machines um, in the bookmaker shops now, in the high streets. And it's all roulette, slots, blackjack, right? And it's fixed odds. Now, they pay out. People are hooked on them. There's been documentaries. They're like the crack cocaine of the betting industry. And they're set up to make guaranteed profits for for the bookmaker, you know, over X amount of hands, the long run. So they're kind of just like making so much off these now that they don't need to take the bets. They don't need to take the action. Everything's hedged off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like the the industry's changed. These are, like you say, like the Benny Binions and stuff where a guy had come into town with a million dollars in a briefcase and say, I want to put it on black or red. Now, that's going through four fucking layers of management, uh, a statistical model's being ran, it's coming back, what what country are you from? No, we're not taking your bet. Um, We'll take... We'll take five thousand, and you can have a seat for the night or yeah, something. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's changed. It's big business now, and poker stars is people forget. It's like all this, you know, poker stars. Like we're 
pros and Miss Sports Stars joined, and Cristiano Ronaldo now is uh, an ambassador for Poker Stars. Now. It's a big, huge brand, and they're after your money, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't ever get it, it twisted. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Don't ever get it twisted, and it's like, yeah, I'm, re- I'm really glad you said that. Yeah, it's corporate gaming, and it's like, yeah, I have a. I mean, like, and I don't blame them for it. They got stock, you know, I mean, like, they, they have people, like, invested in the company. And it's like, if you do yeah. if you do it this one way, you're not going to lose money. I'm not saying they're dumb people. I'm not saying they're bad people. It's just like, yeah, like, being a being a professional gambler, like, I grew up in an environment where it was like, we would gamble on when a guy was, like, going to fall asleep during a movie. You know what I mean? And it was like, that was what, you know, and, like, the amounts could be, you know, and I, I really believe, like, it is your God-given right to, like, gamble a discretionary amount of income. And if you are a very wealthy individual and like that is very high, you know, I think, and I think like if you give action, you get action. You know what I mean? Like you, I, I, there's a lot of people I will never run prop bets with because there's just no chance I'll win because they're the poker stars of the poker world. They've like run a bunch of equity models and all that. And I'm like, I don't want to play with you. You know what I mean? Like in, you know, they no fun. Yeah, exactly. And they, they think like, I, you know, like, oh, you choose your bets, you're nefarious. I'm like, you, you know, you stock the, you, you know, you put, you stack the odds against me. And it's like, it's not fun. You know what I mean? And I really think we should support people that make it more fun. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's gaming. It's supposed to be a small amount of money you could part with. Like, it's supposed to be a, a like, it's the difference between like, you know, like some people have only five bucks and it's for a movie. Some people make a lot more and they have a lot more discretionary income. And, you know, it's you, I think the fun thing is you can put it up and should you lose it, whatever, but you should have a chance to get some serious money off it to be able to buy that dream boat you like. And I just see that getting sunk these days. It's all like, you know, just get back in there, just get back in there, pay me a little more and I'll let you back in. You know, well, you know, you got another shot, man. Oh, sweet. You finally won the tournament of your dreams. Let me give you nine and a half percent and a t-shirt. And it's like, you know, it's like whatever, man. Like, it's just, uh, I don't know. I like the, I like the big prizes, man. I want, it's, it's sad to me. I mean, like back in the day, like little Holden, like made a million dollars in a year off of, uh, off of high stakes MTTs. And it's like, that'll never happen again. That'll never happen again. Because like the payouts are just ridiculous. Like after black Friday, they were just like, you know, like, Oh, nobody's going to question us. Like if the first prize isn't that big again, the fields are just as big as they used to be. And they're like nothing. Like when I, you know, you used to final table, the major on full tilt, it was like 200, 300,000. Now, if you win it, it's like 30 K it's such a joke. Like it's just boring. And it's like, you know, I want to, you know, and like people are like, why don't you play poker as much anymore? Man, there's not the money is like there used to be. Of course, I still play poker because it's fun. But if I want to make money, I have to be in other fields now. You know what I mean? And that's kind of sad. I miss like playing poker all the time. But I know these guys. I know professional empty tiers. I'm seeing their salaries. They're getting cut left and right. And it's not just because the fields are getting tougher. This is systematic. Okay, and this is just the next step in it. No caddy was giving guys like me who work their ass off a huge edge and they don't like it. They just want us to keep sucking. You know what I mean? And it's just like it's like they just want. Yeah, I said I suck. But like it's like they want, you know, they, they want you to just be all the same. Everybody all the same. And if you sit there for hundreds of hours, like programming something to use the data that's available to you anyway, 
with a hand history tool to cull it and make it into something that could help you a little more, which is the essence of professional gambling. And make no mistake, when you sell a poker site, you are selling that it is a skill-based game. For you, so for you to turn around and then yank it from me shows you are a hypocrite and you do not care about the player at all. And that, that's a good note. That's a good note. Drop the mic. Yeah, yeah. Punch the wall. Drop um, the mic. <laughs> yeah, I apologize, guys, if I've been a little bit off as well with being with being ill and stuff. So hopefully you forgive me this you were one. You were good, man. I've been a bit. Uh, I've tried to battle through. If I didn't do it today, it was not going to get done. And then we're, we're recording another one on Thursday and we'd have another one to come out. And it just screws things up. And I also promised a few people on Twitter it was coming out Monday night. So... I don't want the trolls and haters against me because, uh, you know, bring, I just book a flight. Bring on the, bring on the trolls. We'll, we'll slice yeah. through them. This is Lord of the yeah. Rings. I, I'm, t- I'm too lazy to reply to them. <laughs> yeah. uh, even block them, I'm too lazy. Yeah, I just um, block everyone. It's so nice. <laughs> and, that, dude, they get so indignant, like, but uh, come on now, talk to me. <laughs> Delete. Anyway, yeah. but, yeah, continuing. Yeah, uh, keep your questions coming in for Alex. Uh, anything you want. Um, he's going away to Vegas uh, end of June, start of July. So anything on the World Series or anything like that you want to... It's always good to get Alex's hopes and dreams. We'll do that anyway. We will cover his hopes, dreams, and uh, aspirations for the Vegas trips and stuff. And everybody, you know, we knock Vegas sometimes and stuff, but it's a, it is a good, fun place. And yes. We're speaking about fun. We're speaking about fun in this game, and there still is nowhere else in the world like to do it. You know, um, you can keep your macaws and things like that. But um, so yeah, keep your questions coming in for Alex. Questions at oneouter.com on the email, or tweet at oneouter.com. It's at o n e o u t e r d o t c o m. Join the Facebook group, facebook.com/group/oneouter. Um, post them in there or message me the questions. Alex, how can people get in touch with you for coaching and pick up your webinars, etc.? Be sure to write me at assassinocoaching at gmail.com if you guys want to ask me anything. Uh, be sure to check out the new webinar. Why Ape Styles is Right is now available with Spanish subtitles at the new price of $120. Uh, we also, the most recent webinar, sold out dissecting the donk that. And that's a check raise fool. You can guess what they're focused on. Those are available for 80 bucks each. Immediate download, four hours of content. That's $20 for each hour. Uh, it's, about, it's about as cheap as con- of content as you can get. Also, be sure to sign up by Card Runners. That's the cheapest way to get coaching from me. Uh, my new series, How to Study, is probably the best introductory course I've seen just because most people have not made an introductory course. It's not from me being the best. It's just, you know, people don't do it. And there's also like high stakes MTTs coverage. If you're really into that, you can get two months access to 2000 plus videos for just $30 and then just $30 a month after that with promo code free month, all capital letters. Be sure to favorite my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash the assassinato favorite my blog, pokerheadrush.com. Read all my new strategy art- articles, my most damaging strategy articles that I don't want published in 200,000 plus magazines across the country. And check out my new rap battles, me reviewing dy- dystopian fiction, me screaming about the price of a cup of coffee in Costa Rica and all, all my other fun stuff. And there's also like there's tons of deals there. There's like there's a lot of like fun stuff on that site. And I spent some money on that site and it's I've spent that money and nothing comes back from it, by the way. Like, it's not, 
Like people buy, you know, people like buy my products because of word of mouth. It's not because they like, oh man, this poker head rush site is sick. It's just like, you know, it's there just essentially to communicate with my fans and put out as much free content as possible. That links all the videos, interviews, uh, free videos, interviews, podcasts, articles, blogs, all that good stuff. It's on pokerheadrush.com. Be sure to favorite that. And uh, yeah, man, I'll see you all for the next time. And I'll book a, book a lesson with me at sassnowcoaching at gmail.com. Perfect. See you all next time. Cheers. Cheers. Million Dollar Sundays are here to stay. Playing a $1 million tournament is now a regular thing with the Million Dollar Sundays. Coming on Sunday, August 2nd at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, we're hosting a $1 million guaranteed no-limit Texas Hold'em tournament, where the winner walks away with $200,000. This is our third million dollar tourney with more lined up in the future. You're going to love the Million Dollar Sundays tournament with daily free rolls to win your seat for free, Tons of satellites to qualify for a fraction of the cost and free bank wires for the top nine finishers. Don't miss your chance to win part of the $1 million guaranteed. Qualify today for the Million Dollar Sundays Poker Tournament. AmericasCardRoom.com